2023, the year in review. Good morning and welcome to In The Car With Clint. I'm just heading to Dry Creek to do some final, I guess, stitching up of some open loops that we need to close off before the end of the year. And I want to talk about the year that was uh, and reflect on, you know, what happened and what I was doing and what I did and how it was, etc. And <clears throat> this is a video that I kind of had in my, in my mind a week or two ago, I asked the admin team to punch me out some numbers around growth and how much mud, like how much um, our turnover had increased, how much our staff numbers had increased, all that kind of jazz. And I don't know, I guess it was more to, I guess it was to flex in a way and be like, hey, look, this is what this is what I've done or this is what we've done. And then um, I'll tell you the data, I'll tell you the data because some of you might be interested, but in doing so, I kind of was like, does it matter, right? Like, you know, what, what happened this year that matters? And, you know, um, <clears throat> at the start of the year, I made a semi-conscious decision to have a gap year, uh, which is what I was calling it, where I would have less pressure on myself around certain things. Obviously, we still have targets and goals and budgets to adhere to, but we weren't going to acquire any new businesses. Um, it was really just a cruisy year. We, were gonna, we had some, you know, uh, minor growth, uh, in the businesses <laughs> as far as turnover goes but most of that to be honest is probably being picked up in price rises you know inflation's caused our, our growth more than anything and so i had this intention to have a gap year so i was being more intent uh, more focused on uh doing things that i wanted to do so this year i probably woke up to an alarm i don't know 50 times uh and this probably frustrates my wife more than anyone else but i just figured I would rest until I was finished resting and then I'd wake up and then I'd just go in when I needed to go in so I wasn't having morning meetings and I was trying to be a bit more uh, fluid with my, my diary and my calendar which I think for creative people which I consider myself a creative person the the fluidity of, of that calendar movement enabled me to think a lot more um, and I've been digesting a lot more uh, in audiobooks and podcasts around predominantly business and life and the the focus has been especially in the last 30 days like what is going to make me the happiest and what's going to be the best use of my time not just around wealth generation but around happiness right because the more the deeper you get into business and the more profit you make the more people you'll meet and the more people you could meet that have more money than you would ever imagine wanting to have but they're not happy for various reasons um and so off the back of having some pretty shitty anxiety through 2014 and then you know i think i had one anxiety attack this year which i kind of managed very well using techniques that i'd learned through nlp through tony but like i would definitely rather not have anxiety than have $10 million cash in the bank. And you can have both. You can have $10 million cash in the bank and not have anxiety. But um, I think sometimes as humans, we can push ourselves so close to the edge that the pain of the gain is not worth the gain kind of thing. And obviously my health isn't hasn't been a top priority for me this year, not all of the year. Um, but spending time with family and traveling and that kind of thing has. And so next year, 
2024, I think there'll be a lot more focus on maximizing the time. Because I think you, you can get caught up going, I should be working on my business or spending time with my family or looking after my personal health. And the reality is, depending on how crazy you're going, you might only be able to do one or two of those things, but they all tie together, right? So if I look after my health and I spend time, um, like positive and quality time with my family, then I'll have the energy and the mental strength to concentrate on the growth of my business. And you can kind of do them. It just means that you can't go out and be a piece of shit, which I probably did a little bit this year. I think I'm getting better at not being a piece of shit. And when I say being a piece of shit, I'm talking about vendors where, I would consume more than 30 to 40 standard drinks and ruin the next day. So um, it's been good. I've obviously been to the US four times and uh, it's been good to get some perspective around uh, the US market from a business standpoint, but also to find places in the world where I'd love to go back and see with my kids and, and my wife and go, look, this is what we experienced. How good is this? Uh, we. Um, and so obviously off the back of what I was saying about waking up later, I've, I've had breakfast with my kids most days um, and I've probably taken my kids to school, I don't know, 10 or 15% of their school days this year. So um, it's been good. And I think that uh, we can sometimes as parents underestimate the value of that. And also there's on the other side of it, like, you know, they'll probably grow up to be soft adults because they've had me around so much and maybe a little bit of uh, pain goes a long way. I'm joking, a little bit. Um, so it's been a good year. Now, I obviously teased at the start of the video, I'll talk about the numbers. The majority of the growth uh, of Hectagon this year has been in Lawn Hub. So Lawn Hub just had this mental explosion uh, in September where we were meant to do, I think the budgeted, budget for September was 67 and we did 660. It was just nuts. It, it That was part of the times when I was using my alarm because there was, one full-time staff member and then another uh, staff member that was not meant to be full-time but got pushed into full-time and it just broke um and i've never seen anything like it in, in my business life that i've been involved in from a management or an ownership standpoint and it taught me a lot around planning and um preparedness etc but there's just some shit you can't be ready for and you just have to kind of grab it with both hands and run so during that period, our staff numbers grew by 20%, but it was all Lawn Hub. I think Water Pro's staff went up by one, Railway staff went up by one, and Lawn Hub staff went up by eight from two to 10. So uh, turnover obviously went up by, I don't know, two and a half million. But as I said before, a lot of that uh, would be attributed to CPI, CPI and Lawn Hub's growth. 2024, I think we'll see a lot more growth. One of the advantages of us not growing this year is that there's money in the bank. And uh, I've talked about this with multiple business owners that as long as you keep growing, you'll never have any cash. And I know that's a stupid sentence, but the reality is if you if you grow 25% per annum and you're only making 10% net profit, you're really, you're just fighting to ma manage that growth and you'll never have money in the bank because you're getting another, another vehicle, you're getting another, you know, 200 grand with a stock on the floor, you're hiring two more staff, you're getting consultants into the X, Y, and Z, you need more software licenses. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And until you stop and start, that debt starts to disappear and then you're not hiring more people, you can't really keep that profit. Whereas this year, because of the growth, uh, the pause in growth, if you can call it that, and the cash flow positive nature of Lawn Hub, everything gets paid for before it gets shipped. 
we have money in the bank, which has got me in a position now where I'm like, all right, we can now go look at acquisitions and new markets. So that's what 2024 is going to be all about. I think I talked about that in, in the last video. Uh, Lawn Hub launching outside of Australia. Uh, all of our trademarks are kind of nearly there. I think we've got two months left in a few countries and um, barring any more action from our friends at the adult website, uh, we should have the trademarks approved and we can start selling you know, pretty much in any of the Western countries um, and I mean Japan and Indonesia, but I don't see them being massive markets. I don't think they'll understand the, uh, the nuance or the, the double entendres. So, uh, and then obviously Water Pros kind of capped out in South Australia for our chosen markets. Like, and when I say chosen markets, there's a lot of customers that we choose not to deal with for various reasons. And it could be low margin. It could be um, that there's been situations where their staff have been, you know, over the top rude to our staff and we just don't tolerate that. Um, or they choose not to deal with us because they think I'm a fuckhead, which there's a few of them out there. So, um, for, for that, we really have to look at acquiring stores. Now, I don't want to start new stores. I think it's, I was thinking about it this morning, actually. I think that the the best way for us to grow our market share nationally is to go acquire stores that are either at the end of their energy run, so the owners are in their retirement years, um, or they're an inherited store that they can't be fucked with, or, um, you know, divorce, that's a good one go pick up some divorce a stores but if we can go acquire some stores and pick up uh, look uh, for those interested i think if we can buy stores that are turning over at least three million dollars under management maybe four uh that's what i'd be looking to do so if anyone's watching this and they own an irrigation store in australia and they're looking to get out um and i'm serious send us a dm um unless you're in western australia <laughs> it's too far so um yeah we're, we're looking at brisbane new south wales Victoria but yeah just open to options at the moment um, so 2024 I think is going to be a pretty crazy year I think it's going to be a year where I have to step up into uh, a genuine director strategic director role I can't be doing any work I can't be involved in spreadsheets and customer closing and whatever else I still have customers that I have good relationships with that I, I guess consider managed but um, I need to be able to be you know working on the regulations overseas for us to sell lawn hub in certain regions i need to be understanding um be able to you know be in brisbane for a week at a time to you know um do training and development or interviewing or whatever else so um i'm really excited about 2024 i think it's going to be a very pivotal year for me and my senior management team i think that uh we have worked on the foundations required to do the next stage over the last stage and we're not ready and we never will be ready and I think sometimes if you wait till you're ready you'll never do it um, and when I say ready I'm talking like I have no experience running businesses outside of Australia and I have no experience running businesses outside of South Australia so there's going to be learnings there now as long as those learnings don't cost us the house then it's good it's all about growth right and I think going back to the whole start of the gap year side of things um, having those Having manageable challenges for me keeps me happy and healthy, not healthy, mentally healthy. And so um, going to, I think sometimes people, you can go, oh, you know, shoot for the, the moon. And if you miss, you land on the stars. If you have a mental breakdown at the stars and then lose your house, sometimes maybe not shooting for the moon was the greatest idea. Um, and people will disagree on, with me on that, but I think you have to have thoughtful, 
goals around the practical reality of you being able to achieve them. Like us growing WaterPro to 40 stores in 2024 without external investment and me having a complete mental breakdown, I don't think that's a realistic goal. So we'll open another store in 2024 and we'll launch Lawn Hub outside of Australia. If we can achieve both of those things well, I believe we will add 10 to 15 million Australian dollars to our top line revenue, which will push us close to 32 or 33. That's a good place to pull over, mate. Um, I don't think he's doing anything wrong. Relax. Uh, and then we're a third of the way there. So yeah. Anyway, that's enough from me. 12 minutes and 30 seconds. If you've made it this far, I appreciate your attention um, and following along this crazy journey that is growing Hectagon. Uh, have a wonderful day. Be kind to each other. Most importantly, be kind to yourself. I'll talk to you soon. See ya.